welcome to Full Circle with Garland. I'm a leader in the DEI space and have spent 20 years of my career in human resources. I've been having meaningful conversations about career development with my friends and colleagues, many of whom are rarely heard on stages and podcasts. I am excited to bring you their stories each week. I will be sharing how their diverse backgrounds have shaped their work, the lessons in their career highs and lows, and the importance of recognizing the full circle moments in life. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoy this week's interview. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Full Circle with Garland. This is episode one, and I am the producer of the show, Jerry Wan. And on this very exciting and first episode, we're going to put Garland straight into the guest chair, which she probably won't do for a while as we begin the show, but in an effort to help you get to know her, her story, her mission in life, and why she started the podcast, we've asked Garland to join me as the guest of episode one to share with you why we are doing this and why it means so much to her. So welcoming our guest host, Garland Fuller, to the show. Hello. Hello. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Good. I I would say thanks for making time, but this is your show. (laughs) Here we are. Um, You know, it's really a a fun time to be starting a show. I think a lot of people through not just the pandemic, but I think just a lot of the things that are happening in the world have really been empowered to share their story and that each of our stories matter. And furthermore, for those people who've actually gotten that far and now providing a platform to bring others along in our own storytelling journey to build a platform and a virtual stage in the case of our podcast to really share our messages out there. So really glad to be working with you on this. I think it is going to impact a lot of people positively. And even if that impacted number isn't a lot, we know that whoever listens to it will change their lives for the better. And we're just going to have a lot of fun along the way. So let's start with learning a little bit more about you, Garland. Uh, Tell us about Garland Fuller. Great. Um, So Garland Fuller, uh, I'd say wasn't necessarily expecting that she was going to start a podcast. Um, It's been something on my mind, I definitely would say, for at least the past year. But I think recent conversations have prompted me to say, you know what, go for it. I have been on quite a few panels, moderated quite a few panels. Um, I am kind of a DEI expert in my industry and so have realized that I'm having lots of conversations with people, often behind closed doors, one-on-one. And these are conversations that I just thought, this needs to be a little more public. I would love to have these conversations in a more public forum um, because it's a unanimous feeling of now is the time. Now is the time to have the conversation. Um, And my hope is also giving folks a platform to be seen. Um, I think what has come out of a lot of this Um, with pandemic, um, with the social unrest, uh, conversations around, you know, social and racial inequality has been, what are the voices that are getting access to be, you know, telling their stories? Um, And a big part of, I think, what has prompted me to just even say, let's do this is, I think it's time for these stories to be told. And my biggest hope from this is that we can, um, Listen, learn, and grow. I, I think those are really important points. Depending on when we grew up, where we grew up, and what our influences are, many of us have not really been empowered or as empowered as we 
you know, ideally like to have been to share our stories. So in the middle of all this, really glad that you found the desire, again, not only to share your stories, but bring others along. Because you know that there's a younger version of Garland somewhere, there's a younger version of Jerry somewhere, who needs to hear that people who look like them can do really whatever they put their mind to. And so to show through our own unique experiences, and this isn't to really to tell them exactly to follow our blueprint, because that's not the goal, but to say that, hey, did you know that people who look like us can do these amazing things? And that we're now, in a way, paying it forward by providing opportunities for people to learn uh, through us, not from us, in a way. So, very cool. Um, Share with us briefly, what did you study? What did you do? And leading us to this point of you wanting to share your voice. Gosh, I immigrated to this country when I was four years old. Uh, My family is from Belize, which is in Central America. It's a small country, probably about population 350,000 Um, Coming from a small country like that to this large metropolitan city, it just feels like, wow, this is we're in a totally different world. So I think growing up, I realized I was living a double life, like who I was at school and out in the world. And then what my home life looked like were totally different. Um, Foods that we ate, things that we like to do, music that we listened to was not the so-called American mainstream. Um, But then navigating between those two worlds becomes kind of like a a norm, Uh, whether it's code switching, whether it is kind of realizing you're living in two realities. Um, It's been really interesting. So I went to Catholic school from fifth grade to 12th grade. And so the private school experience in this country is very segregated. You start to realize you're usually one of a few or sometimes the only one. Um, And as a result, it's even more of kind of just learning how to operate um, and realizing that you are living, again, another double reality, what people may expect of you and what they think you know and how you sound and you're just way of doing things may be different. Um, And so I think a lot of my upbringing was just kind of navigating these spaces and trying to figure out where I fit into it all. Um, I then after high school went to, you know, UC Berkeley, went to Cal, this huge campus. Um, You know, Cal is very much, I'd say, one of the great public institutions within the state of California. Um, and I got an opportunity to just try on a lot of different things. I didn't, um, go in there knowing what I was going to do or, you know, knew I was going to be this kind of major. It was really an exploration and a reveal as I continue to take more classes and participate in more organizations. Um, and just doing that, I realized, wow, these are the things I'm really good at. Um, and here's how I can continue to grow Um, I was a part of an organization called NABA. Shout out to NABA, National Association of Black Accountants. Um, Despite realizing I wasn't going to be an accountant, um, I feel like that organization gave me a lot of those professional development skills that you need when you're a first-generation student. Um, You're trying to figure out how to do this whole resume writing and interviewing and, um, you know, having relationships and networks. Um, really were a big part of this organization for me. It's what helped me to get my first internship. Um, And that's how I even realized HR was a career path that I 
wanted to pursue. Um, prior to that organization, I, I don't think I even realized that HR was a career path um, because you hear, you know, it's so hard to get in or just, you know, what exactly do HR people do? And so it's one of those things where I think it was a blessing for me to be able to get that internship junior year because it really solidified for me. This is kind of my path. I did try on a few other things. I was, um, I was a law clerk at one point. I also worked as a, um, administrative assistant, um, did a lot of things prior, took an accounting class, realized accounting wasn't my calling. Um, and so I think when I always talk to students, it's like, try, try things because the only way you know that you're good or not good at it is if you try it and you've got nothing to lose by trying it. Um, and so HR kind of became my vehicle in which I started my professional career. And so far it's been its own journey. <laughs> and within that HR journey, you have now shifted, uh, not your primary focus, but you know, in addition to what you do during the day, but a lot of your you know, extra time or your personal involvement in the community and leadership space in the specific topic of uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and really helping put a light and, and shine a light on those people that deserve to be celebrated and also shining a light as a pathway for people to follow you in your own footsteps uh, to go down the path of HR or any other path that they wish to seek. How did your early experiences in college and beyond help you find a home and such a passion in this particular field? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I would say, you know, DEI work for me, it allows me to kind of put together all of the lenses and the intersectionalities of identity. Um, I was a liberal arts major, so I didn't take the traditional business route. I did take some business classes. I did make sure to, you know, try to throw in some practical coursework. But a lot of the coursework that I took was, you know, very social science, humanities, his historical. Um, and I think when you look at society and just how things come together, you have to understand and inform yourself based upon the history. And so when I look at how just my own identity and the intersections of being an immigrant, a Black person with a Latino background who has gender as a woman, there's no one way of looking at anything. And then even just, you know, my upbringing, it, it's just not, I think, one size fits all. And so understanding that means that you are more inquisitive and you're asking more questions instead of making assumptions that this is the general way things work. And I think that informs a lot of just how I ended up in DEI work because it's not a one size fits all. Um, if anything, it's realizing you don't know a lot and you have to ask questions. Um, the platinum rule is what it's about. It's not treating people the way you want to treat them, but treating people the way they want to be treated, um, which really forces you to question your own biases. I mean, we all have them. And so it forces you to kind of say, you know, gosh, why am I, why am I doing what I'm doing? And is that informed from a idea or an ideology that's not necessarily true for everyone? So a big part, I think, of what I enjoy about doing this work and what has um, 
kind of been a passion for me is I see that. I see that everyone isn't having the same experience. They don't have the same starting point. Um, They're not necessarily experiencing, you know, the same educational experience. How they get that first opportunity sometimes isn't because they know someone. How they get that first opportunity is because they work their tail off to get it. Um, And oftentimes, I don't think um, those those things are sometimes mattered or considered as like, you know, an extra step or extra steps that people have to take. It just makes, I think, the work that I do even more impactful because I'm able to advocate, champion, um, and hopefully shed light when someone says, you know, why should we hire this person? I'm like, because they're freaking amazing. Like, do you understand all the grit and the things they've had to go through to get here? that you're not seeing on their resume that you probably aren't going to ask them in a interview and they may not share because they won't even probably think you understand. <laughs> so it's, it's a big, I'd say it's an exciting time, uh, particularly now in order to um, how we look at things to color it differently. So we talk about HR, we talk about the EI work at the end of the day, you're just in a human business. You talk to people all day. You evaluate your talent in different roles and, and, you know, in your current both roles, formally and informally. You talk to people all day and you develop a sense for who's the right fit, who's good, how we interpret their experiences, and also to forge, uh, you know, what potential do they have to thrive within my organization or not. What have you learned about human beings that makes you so passionate about wanting to leave a legacy for other people? Uh, you know, I, I think what I love about HR human interaction work is that it's, it's nuanced. It's different. Um, I think what I love about diversity is, you know, organizations are run by people. We, we love to say this company, this organization, like it's some kind of, you know, robotic entity at the end of the day, how these organizations run, you know, is really made up of who's in them and who's in them is how we determine what products and services we offer. It's how we determine what direction um, we would like to go. And so when you look at our external society and the diversity that exists globally, um, and then when you look at our companies and how sometimes that's not reflected at all, you realize there's a big disconnect. And so how can you serve a population when you aren't reflected in that population? Um, And so a big part, I think the mission and what drives me and like what I'd like to do is to find a way to, you know, make that equity happen so that we are offering um, services and products and we are able to anticipate the needs of a group because we actually have people from that group in our organization. And when you ask them, you know, hey, would this resonate with you? And they can tell you, yeah, because this is why, or yeah, no, culturally, we would never do that. And languages and, you know, abilities. I mean, there's so many things that make up diversity other than kind of the, the external, social, visible things that we can see. There's a lot of, I think, belief systems, whether they're religious, whether they are particularly geographic, that inform a lot of how we see things. And a big part of, I think, what I enjoy is how can we find a way to come to the table, have everyone's voice be equally heard, 
and still come up with a solution, even if there is um, a disagreement or even if there is a difference of opinion? How do we still continue to, you know, figure out a way forward where everyone is winning? Uh, Because I think that's at the end of the day, what it's about is everyone wants to feel like they're reflected and their voice matters and that they're being considered Um, because at the end, what I know, and, and I've, and I've heard this from my good friend, Oprah, people just want to be seen. They want to know their voice matters and they want to know that they're important. I think one actual impact that any storytelling and particularly podcasts have an impact on is it makes people feel less alone. It makes people feel less alone in the things that they experience and in the journeys that they're on. Because to know that somebody else took this path before me is extremely empowering. And in, in certain communities where they might not have access, um, we're seeing it now with, you know, most schools going virtual. We're seeing that, you know, certain demographics in certain communities don't have multiple laptops at home to throw around, don't have robust internet for three, four people to be on at the same time. And so access to information or even stories are critically important because if it reaches the right person, they feel less alone and they feel connected to you in a way that used to not be possible because information and media was, until very recently, controlled by people who had a certain agenda or a narrative that they wanted to portray. And and thank you to uh, the people who discovered the internet, podcasting and other blogs and other mediums. Uh, We have now trying to at least democratize this content world so that we can share our stories without anybody's permission and reach people in a way that we never thought possible. Let's talk about the show. Um, Share with us first your, your vision for the name. And in that context, share with us what your vision for the show is. Yes. So um, I thought about this name for a while, Um, full circle with Garland. So what I think is, you know, interesting about full circle moments or full circles when you think about it is you had it all along, like you may not have discovered it or uncovered it or realized it, but you had it within you all along. And so the beauty of, I'd say for me, choosing that name is realizing that you have everything. You just are either figuring it out or uncovering it. Um, And my hope with this show is talking to people who, when you look at their, you know, origin stories where they started, may not sound like, oh my gosh, this person is going to be this amazing, successful individual, or that they're going to have this kind of journey, or that they're still on a certain kind of a journey and they're still discovering because I don't think there's a, like an end. I mean, the beauty of a circle is that it keeps going around. um, And sometimes it may, you know, go around on a different level or concentrically kind of be in and out, but you're still kind of going around. Um, And so my hope is that what I can share and what the interviews that I'll be sharing on this podcast will kind of show you that we all have what it takes to kind of come to a full circle where you want to do something or there's something you want to get out or there's an idea that you have and you don't sometimes know what that is going to look like, but you just take that first step and you come around and you realize, wow, I did it. I've like come full circle to when I just thought about it initially to me actually doing it and me executing it in a way that it really is impactful. Um, And then full circle also in terms of 
how we become fuller people, like our lives are, I think, very cyclical. You know, you have your early adulthood, kind of your, you know, middle, middle kind of years, um, and then kind of your third act or those times when you're like, you know, I've done a lot and I've learned a lot, but I'm not done yet. Don't count me out. And so I think the beauty of my hope is the beauty of this podcast is that it can empower and inspire people to find the full circle in their own lives. Find those areas that you can, you know, try something new, do something different. Um, even if it's something where you don't see the end, know that you've got what you need to get you there. It's so excited to go on this journey with you as we learn about our own full circles and how we can begin, I think, the ripple effect of then creating even more full circles around us. And we'll never really know the full impact of that. Share with us some of the things that you're going to be talking about in the podcast and give us a preview to some of the friends that you're going to be having on the show. Sure. So I'm in a particular industry. And because I'm in that industry, I'm fairly, I'd say, I've got friends. I've got friends, friends who I've been having conversations with offline who I said, hey, would you get on this podcast with me so we can talk a little bit more about this more personally, more intimately? So my hope is that you're going to be hearing from some folks who are not only, I'd say, powerhouses and like dynamic in their own right, but I think we don't often hear of those what happened before the the big break or what happened before, you know, I became super successful or when I realized I broke through. Um, so I think breakthrough story, stories, origin stories, and just those experiences that happen to you, um, you know, when you're what they call, um, I think Shonda Rhimes calls it first, only different. When you're the first, you're the only one, and you're definitely different in the room. What happens um, to you, not only psychologically, kind of what you think about, but how you're also interpreting the response and the reactions that you're getting from others and how to overcome some of that. Because sometimes it is in your head and sometimes it's very real and you have to figure out, okay, how am I going to handle this situation? Um, And so my hope is that we can have really candid and intentional conversations with some wonderful men and women who um, have learned a little bit and want to share it. Who should be listening to the podcast, Garland? You know, I think this is going to be a great podcast for people who are, you know, whether you're starting out in your career and you are either finishing up school or still in school. If you've been in corporate spaces for at least five to seven years and you're still like, do I want to keep on this journey? Do I want to, you know, maybe become entrepreneurial? Um, What does that look like? Or if you're someone who's like, you know what, I have been doing some great things and I maybe don't see that around me. I'm in a you know part of the country or part of the world where you're just like, yeah, I don't really see many people doing what I'm doing. And I think I'm doing it at an amazing high level, but it would be great to hear from other people who I could relate to that I feel can share my experience. Um, definitely tune in and, you know. I, I definitely hope that it's something that when you listen to it while you're driving or listen to it while you're walking your dog, it's something that kind of allows you to hear, really listen uh, to an experience that may be different from your own. I think everybody should listen. Even everybody. if you don't, everybody should listen because even if you don't think you fall into the demographic, 
what better way for us to try to understand with empathy and kindness of a different experience of growing up in the same country, going to the same schools, working at the same places, especially today in, in the climate and, you know, the perspectives that we're talking about. And so if you want to share this out with a friend who may be in the same boat as you, maybe you're in school, you're stuck in COVID virtual school and you're frustrated because recruiting is different and you don't know what you want to do. Uh, maybe you've been displaced by the pandemic and now you're looking to make a change in your life or you're just looking to hear from people uh, who probably have very similar experiences. They may not be household names, but I will say that that's probably where the better story is going to come from. The people who are still trying to um, you know, make their own legacies happen that are in the trenches with you. I encourage you to share this show out with your friend. Um, subscribe today if you haven't. And you can find Garland on Instagram. Full Circle with Garland. GarlandFuller.com will give you access and point you towards all the places where you can subscribe to the show. Our show is available on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And connect with her on LinkedIn. She shares so much great information. It's a great place to connect with people. And just even connecting with her and observing what she posts, how she engages, and how she builds a personal brand you're going to learn a lot just by standing in the room with her and observing. And obviously, weekly, you're going to come back here and get a dose of life and dose of encouragement and empowerment to go and start to build full circles in your own life. Uh, Garland, I am so excited to be going down this journey with you and leave the audience with one last message as we close out episode one. Yes, thank you so much. Um, I'm just so excited to be able to share with you. I love talking to people. I, I was the kid who always got told on your report card, Garland's talking too much. Um, so when you, if you've got those chatty kids, it's a, it's a gift in disguise. You just, you just haven't realized it yet. I am so excited to share and I look forward to um, continuing the conversation and connecting with you all. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in. As a reminder, subscribe to the podcast, share this with a friend. And if you want to come on the show as a guest, connect with Garland offline and she'd be happy to have the conversation with you. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I know we're going through a lot together, but please stay healthy. Please stay safe and don't forget to smile and we'll see you next week for the official launch where she is the actual host of the show for Full Circle with Garland. This has been your host, Jerry Wan. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much. <laughs>